Hey everyone, my name's Kieran and welcome back to the One Offcast. This week on the One Offcast, we're going to be talking about NFTs in video games. We're going to be chatting about the upcoming gaming awards as well as taking some of your questions. But as always, I'm joined by the one, the only, Mr. Daniel Ferry. We are back at it once again. We are back at it once again and you're still sounding lovely and smooth. It's fantastic. It's great. So fresh. Uh, last week, when I remember I was talking about the twang and the, how I hated the twang. And, uh, you know, that Bluetooth twang. I listened to it back just to see how fresh it sounded and I couldn't believe the freshness. But literally, as I said, the word twang, if you go back and listen, it does the twang again. So maybe my internet's taking a hand out of me. Who, so, knows, uh, who knows what it is? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's great to be back at it. It always feels that um, it's weird, Kieran. It, it feels like. I don't talk to you at all during the week, but the week comes around so fast. It feels like I was just talking to you yesterday. It's so strange. I know this is thing I always talk about as well. Like I, I do, I do tons over the weekend. Like all wee bits and bobs around the house. You know, you've got your free time, and then every day during the week, I have a thing that's like, oh, I do this on Mondays, I do this on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, blah blah. So whenever, but as you say, by the time it comes back around again, it's like it's such a whirlwind that by the time you get back around, you're you're you know what I mean it feels like no time's passed at all the best thing about it is so now all right is that mine mine last week I sent you a picture and I showed you that I was recording my laptop was on top of boxes and all it's all wrecked so you know what I mean it's just the place was yeah. just horrible I spent the week all right found a wee bit of free time tidied the whole room see now I'm just sitting on a sofa there's a wee mic stand in front of the sofa I've got a wee got a wee drink of coke and all I'm just sitting back now just on the on the sofa just chit chat not even a computer desk just a sofa and a microphone feels amazing so feeling good this is that uh, well, plus one for tidy, still, tidying your room <laughs> I'm still sitting on the edge of my edge of my bed and uh, in my boxer so <laughs> 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 this is how I roll uh, it's a spawn cut you, uncensored. On cut, all those uh, subscribers are like, oh my god, he's. And they probably have a studio and all. <laughs> Listen to how silky his his voice is. He probably has a studio. Question: Full fat coke or diet coke? What are we talking here? Right. So, the, right. I drank, I drank Coke Zero during the week. All right, because diet coke, it 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 tastes too much like water now. I grew up on diet coke, but now it's like water. But. I drank Coke Zero during the week, but to see if I'm ever having like a wee sneaky chippy or something, or I'm mm. like, you know, oh, I'll head and I'll, you know, grab like I'm down getting pizza or something. I always mm. get a full fat Coke because for me, that's like when you're eating out, you know what I mean? You may as well go all out. Like, uh, I treat yourself. Aye. But if I'm in the house, it's like, no, I'm being good. Coke Zero. Do you know what I mean? Not that that's probably well, not good, but still, makes me feel better. Well, this is, this is the thing. Um, on so i am quite the advocate I, so anybody who knows me and if you don't know me uh and you're listening to this i'll explain that i did slimming world a few times and uh i got addicted to diet coke on slimming world right like really 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 badly addicted i actually used diet coke as a suppressant for hunger that's how bad it was Jesus. uh so uh, yeah so, so when i was feeling hungry i'd have a can of diet coke and uh, it actually came to a point where I got so addicted to it that um, I drank almost two to three liters a day. Jesus, man. Uh, that's what, yeah, that's what was I was peak. So when I decided, and this was right up until January, February of this year, and this is when I decided then, you know, I'm going to hit the road, start walking, get all the way off me. Mm. And uh, I, I still drank diet, but I'll get to that in a wee second. But... It's like one can a day now. Aye. Uh, 
but uh, I just replaced it with water and see for the longest time, man, Diet Coke, I was just, I just loved the taste of it. It was so much so safe. I was going out for a drink. Aye. I would just want that. I would just want Diet Coke. I was because that was for you. That's fun. Like that's the that's something. Yeah, that's a treat. I, like. I was, I was luckily addicted. But it's it's weird how your taste buds change. So, I'll, <laughs> this is so unrelevant to this podcast. But <laughs> you triggered a thought, so I'll, I'll go with it. I uh, believe it or not, folks. I said the came before this uh, podcast. Uh, my head's up my hole tonight. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. And then here we are talking about. Diet Coke. I know. Um, <laughs> That's so, why I was like, it's not going to be a problem. We'll just record. It's fine. <laughs> I'll get him warmed up. That's crap. <laughs> Trigger the Coke. I'll just mention Coke and then I'll just sit back and relax and listen to the crack. Like. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Diet Coke. Um, so, start being dead healthy, walking, drinking shit tons of water and have one can of Diet Coke a day. But then when I went back to work in May, there's a little shop close to our shop and uh, the Diet Coke in there was ridiculously expensive. So they were doing those big cans of Pepsi Max. Uh, I don't want to look like, like beer cans. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're only 89p. So right. I was buying them because they're cheap. They were just cheap. And I, I never really liked Pepsi Max. But it's mad now. I'm... See, every time... It's now my go-to drink. It's crazy. It's, it's literally... See, now, like... Like, I was being bad at the weekend. I bought a two-liter bottle of Pepsi Max because you mentioned Coke Zero there. Um, I'll, I'll tell a funny story, actually. I'll tell a go funny for it, story. Go for it, go for it, go for it. So, I'm diverting, but I'll get back to it. So, yesterday I was in work, right? And I'll not say too much where I work, but uh, we work in a sales-driven environment. And myself, and it was only one of my colleagues who were worse working, uh, and our big boss man was on. And uh, we were having a very good sales day for just the two of us. And we weren't getting there lunches day about two o'clock. But it started to calm down. And I was all to my, my boss here. I'm going over to Marks and Spencer's to grab my lunch. Do you want to come over with me? And he's all, yeah, no problem. And uh, we walked over. And uh, he was all to the other guy that was working there. Here, do you want something back? I'm paying. And he's all, oh, yeah, whatever. He was very modest. You know, I'll get me whatever, sandwich, whatever. And uh, so I says to myself, right. Taking a gamble here. He's paying for him. Surely he's paying for his boy. Surely he's paying for his boy. So I uh so I always buy these healthy, like they're called be good to yourself, maybe. Oh, I've like, seen them, I and I always love the yellow sticker ones that are going out of that day because they're down to like one seventy nine. And you're eating them <laughs> straight away anyway, like so. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I goes over and I say to myself, I have to take a gamble here, but surely he's going to look after his boy. So I left it like this chicken carbonara with a feta cheese on top of it. It looked incredible. It was four seventy nine for a microwave dinner. Christ. And then I and then I left it a bottle of Coke Zero. Nice. Right? And uh, normally what I do is I buy my 179 meal there and then I walk back to the shop and buy a can of Pepsi Max. That's what I normally do because right. I'm that I'm that tight. Um, so, <laughs> so I get up to the till and the, the boss man's standing there with Christmas triple-decker sandwiches oh. for him. And, yeah, triple, like not a, a triple-decker, like a triple-decker. When two's just Christmas. not enough, hey? Cr- crisps and drinks. And that we're at the, you know, the... the pay kiosk things where Aye. you pay yourself and uh, I stand bes- I, so I stand behind him waiting for him to go here give me out there I'll get that free and daddy fuck no hey, just Paige left you stand he there just, <laughs> you were out of fuck can't live up back hey? he just walked on <laughs> paid for ha- and I had to go to the <laughs> kiosk and it was like fucking five 
570. <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I wouldn't have minded if the Coke Zero, but I'm so enamored. I'm so addicted to Pepsi Max. Uh, <laughs> the Coke Zero tasted disgusting. I was all, oh, I paid, I paid, paid $1.80 or something for a bottle of Coke. <laughs> shite, like. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. So uh, it's a gamble that backfired, backfired. So there you go. There you go. So there, you, there, you, there you go, indeed. So before we move on to uh, our first topic of the week, which is going to be uh, talking about NFTs in video games, uh, what have you what have you been playing this week? Have you been playing anything interesting or fun or anything like that? It's a newbie thing I'm, trying, I'm thinking of asking, just so we can oh stay god. up to date. Oh, it's, oh my god, it's, it's wild funny. Um, You're going to be awful at this segment because you never play anything apart from card games. It's true. I, if you count a card game, I've been playing two games. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's well weird that you've said this I, I genuinely before pre-recording this podcast I genuinely had no idea Kieran was going to ask me this question this that's why week, I wanted I, I wanted to land it on you see so I swear to god I swear to god I've played so much this week um I've so I, I think I said a few weeks ago I'm trying to stick to one game at a time aye and I, I have, mind you I have I, and I've been really really good with that uh, I finished Death Proof there a couple of weeks ago. Fucking loved it. I'm sure we'll talk about it later. Yep. Um, absolutely amazing game. Um, but as we're now coming into Christmas and retail and it's crazy, you're kind of like any free time you have, you're trying to play. Well, for me anyway, I'm trying to play everything. <laughs> yeah. So, and uh, my God. Uh, so, Cheekers, what you caught me off guard. One one game I'll actually, you'll love this because I. I got it on sale on the Switch there last week was uh, Monster Boy and it's the sequel one, what's it called? Oh yeah, it's, another one you're on about. I it's uh it's a uh, Monster Monster Boy. Monster Boy. Oh. But uh the, there's the first one, the Dragon's Trap. Aye, that's Wonder Boy the Dragon's Trap. That's Wonder and Boy three. The, and then the other one, the newer one, I can't remember what the newer one's the called. The newer one's Monster but, Boy. It's a it's a spiritual successor, but they've said that it like it as a sequel. So I, so I bought starting from like thirty five quid to eight quid because I've always heard great things about it. From Monster Boy and was or, or Wonder Boy. So sorry, which one? Which yeah. one was down to Monster like eight Boy. quid? Was it I? Oh the, fuck! I the new eight quid. Jesus, down from thirty five quid to eight quid. So um, but I've had the first one on the Switch for quite some time. So I went back and started that one, and I'm up to the point now. Uh, I'm at, I'm the lizard guy, so you know he can swim dead class. Oh, so I piranha man. Uh, so I, I've beaten the first two bosses, and it, you know what? It is absolutely gorgeous. You know you can flick between the uh, the old graphics and the new graphics. And it's it's stunning, especially on that OLED. If anybody has an OLED screen or an OLED TV, you, you need to play. Uh, monster. Did I say Wonder Boy? Jesus, I'm fucking tenacious. D. I know it is. It is Wonder Boy. Originally, it is called is Wonder it? Boy. It is oh, Wonder Boy. There you go. There you go. The Power of Flight, That's Levitation it. Homes. So there you go. So I was playing that. Then, um, she's never going to listen to this. Never. But I'm going to just tell you a story. Uh, my daughter turned six last week. Hey. And uh, in the past. I don't know, three months, she's become a proper little gamer. Uh, she is now onto World 8 and Super Mario 3D World on her own, unassisted. And she was probably going to finish it, but then she broke our Switch light there during the week. Oh. 
so uh, she it was charging and she was playing Mario Kart and it got very she got very excited while she was charging, jumped and the port broke inside it. So now I had to send it away to Nintendo and God knows how long I was take to come oh. back. So uh, she has been absolutely loving Game Pass. Um, and you know what? This is just straight. Anybody out there who is a parent who is thinking about getting their child a console, as much as I'm a PlayStation and Nintendo guy, honest to God, Game Pass is, and I, I think I've said this so many times before, but Game Pass is just so, so good. My daughter was able to download like five. So we, I had, you can, you can literally, I want to hear this. And you probably know this already, but see for a parent, this is incredible. So I credit her at like a profile and it, she doesn't need another game pass subscription because it's on my console. So I made her a wee avatar and everything. And she was all d- delighted, but she can literally go on the game pass then like the store and it's all filtered by age. So I literally set it to six years old and it, there's tons of games. Tons of games. She said I never thought that, no. Right. And yeah, she yeah. was literally like, oh, Goose Simulator and Disney Pixar races and Lego Batman. And she's just discovering all those wee games. And there's a game um, me and her were playing. Uh, it's on Game Pass. If you're ever looking for a couch co-op game, it's called It Takes Two. Okay. Um, it's basically you play like a... a a, a ragdoll boy and a ragdoll girl and you just basically it's a co-op game you had to do and me and her were playing that last week like and we got really really far i'll probably end up finishing with her but there was one point you know it was probably one of the it sounds so silly it's probably one of the best gaming moments in my entire life me and her were fighting this boss and the boss spoilers i'm going to ruin a boss but this boss is a trash can right and the the trash can like blows fire at you, and he like you're on top of a wooden table, and he has a buzzsaw arm, and he keeps cutting the table down dead low. And in order to hurt him, uh, my daughter had to has to like hit this bat with a hammer, and it flings me up in the air, and then I had to shoot him while I'm on the air, and it goes all slow motion. But it's a synchronized event where the two of you had to do certain actions straight away. And it took us about 10 times to do it. And she was getting very frustrated. And as you can imagine, a child's emotions up to 11. And right. I was all, no, I was all, no, we can do it. We just need to keep trying. And we see when we did it, the screams and cheers of us. So it was like, it was like Ireland scored in the World Cup final. I was like, And even my wife was all, what's going on? I was like, you don't get it. But no. <laughs> we, beat, we, we beat this boss. Uh, it, was, it was so good. It was so good. It, it actually reminded me of... When my brawler, when I was like 10, uh, watched him play Super Mario Brawlers 2, uh, and he was trying to defeat Wart. Uh, uh, it just, it just reminded me of that. But so, in a nutshell, I was playing It Takes Two, Lego Batman, Monster Boy. Uh, I dabbled into GTA 3 online today, or GTA 3 today. Right. You know, the remaster remake. Uh, the re new one. And then I played about half an hour on battlefield 2042 so there you go <laughs> Jeez, so you're yeah. at it so, so what have you been playing <laughs> what have i been playing well uh normal games wise as always i've been playing uh flesh and blood of which i got me country changed the ireland and i'm now the number two player in ireland yes, coming for yes. that number one spot cannot Default. win that's Default. it i know got there hey i was like 200s in the uk but now it's number two in ireland <laughs> You know but, what you should do. You know what you should do. You should cut promos. Can you not like, you know, like you not be the hill card player. 
you know like could too because you have to travel to like other stores and also you, you have like your wee friend group in your store you know that everybody knows each other that's like your home team uh, and then whenever you uh, go to other stores right enough you just cut a wee promo and just fucking you know what i mean fucking, just say you're shite and just Aye, and, and you have events like every couple of months that's like your pay-per-views and all you know what i mean we build up you'd be the number one contender and all for like the top spot oh fuck yeah i need to get on this because uh, yeah, we all have discords you could drop we messages on their discord now uh, we voice just, messages being all listen to youtube runies over here thinking you're the best you just like you say at four in the morning the night before just text him saying i'm coming for you coming for you shit himself. i could be your advocate that's that I you could, could. I, no you know what to do don't talk i'll do all talking amazing you'll be like <laughs> you'll be, i'll be like brock Lesnar. you'll be paul Heyman coming on just tear heads how about, do you like Diet Coke, hey? I'm going to tell you. I'm going to tell you, sir. Hey, you are, you are, you are the Coke Zero that has full fat Coke. Here, see before we continue, and while it's fresh in my head, right? I need to give a little regular listener a little shout out here and a little plug. Mm-hmm. Um, my beautiful, handsome, beautiful cousin, Peter Ferry, Dr. Peter Ferry. Oh, Jesus. I'm Dr. Peter Ferry, and to quote, uh, Ghostbusters, what exactly are you a doctor of? <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't actually know. But he has started his, he's actually uh, started his own podcast, and uh, fantastic. I, I, I listened to it today, and you think my voice sounds fresh? This man, this man should read poetry for a living. He's like, he sounds like he's oh, he sounds like Stephen Fry. Unbelievable! He's such a fresh, fresh, articulate man. Um, it's called Writing Beards, and it's about the symbol, symbiotic power of the beard, Kieran. Oh, Jesus, there you go. I can hear your eyebrows raised, and I was like, I, I'll be honest with you, Peter, I know you're listening. See, when you first introduced this, I was just, I said to myself, I don't think I'll enjoy this podcast, but I've been a good cousin and supporting him, and I was like, no, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to listen to it, and I listened to the whole thing, and fuck me, it was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Talks about like the the sixteen fifties, if I remember, and about the the barbers working. They like free in the morning and on a Saturday morning, and it talks about Victoria, London, and then how you know and Vikings and all, and just just the history of a beard. You would never think a beard a beard, you know what I mean? But just the history of it, it was like it felt like I was sitting in a history lesson, but I felt like I was sitting in a pub listening to him talk, and it goes on to things like things you would never think about, you know, like funding research for it and. You know, just the importance and you know the history of beards. And uh, honestly, anybody's listening now, it's so educational. It's it's I say the word all the time, but it is so fresh. It's called writing beards. It's on. We'll give it a wee retweet tonight, so you can give it a follow. He's my cousin, so if you think I'm fun, he's even funner, and he's handsomer, and he's prettier. So. <laughs> definitely check it out because he has a weekly guest and everything so he's definitely keeping it fresh so best of luck to dr peter ferry on his new podcast writing beers we'll make sure to put a wee link down in the the description as well if you're listening on a format that has links and descriptions uh but uh yeah that uh what we'll do then is we'll move on now to our next section before we do Move on to one of our main topics this week. Uh, I want to remind everyone that if you like the podcast, make sure to leave it a thumbs up or a star rating or whatever rating uh, for whatever platform you're listening on. And also, if you would like to send us a message or you would like to leave us a question, uh, you can do so uh, on the Anchor app or you can go on anchor.fm slash oneupcast, hit the little message button and you can record a voice message for us. Or if you'd like to send us a text 
based message you can do so on Twitter you can reach me at Harry Atomic YT you can reach Daniel at Ferryman5000 or you can get in touch with the show on Twitter at oneup underscore cast that's O-N-E-U-P underscore cast anyways we're going to move on they are one of our, our first two main topics this week and that's NFTs in, in video games now you said to me whenever we were at the start of the show you said to me you were like I, I, you're going to have to drive this week I've had a lot on I haven't got a lot of notes, but sure, well, you know, if you've got anything you want to talk about, and I was like, yes, definitely, I want to I want to make sure we talk about NFTs, and you said, I don't even know what that is, and I went, brilliant, that means then well, I can get well, your your fresh, fresh new opinion on it, so what do you know at all about NFTs, or do you know anything about them? What in the blue hell is an NFT? What in the it, blue hell is one of these things? So... The, the 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 name it's, 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 it's me. Do you remember the sketch of uh, the Rock and Booker T when they first met? Who in the blue hell? In the blue hell are you? Are you? <laughs> Guy made his debut like fresh, and he was standing. WCW champion. WCW five time champion. He's standing behind the curtain. He's on man tonight. I'm going to go. Tyler Pop's going to be electric. I'm going to be going out there. Going to take on the Rock. It's going to be amazing. Then the Rock's all who in the blue hell are you? And that's it. Hey, Booker T buried from that day forward. But anyway, fresh because you, you're 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 feuding with the rock man. This is how much we're investing you, and that, right. that just let the rock do his thing, man. He'll put you over. Did he fuck? He no. buried the Christ. He, buried, he just went out there. Rock was just showing him his golden shovel, and away he went. Hey? So what is an, what is an NFT? Is so it, is it somewhere to an NFC? It 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 uh no <laughs> no no well is it, it's, is it amiibo? <laughs> it's kind of like I fucking wish it's kind of like do you, right you know about cryptocurrency Bitcoin all that stuff yeah I like, love yeah I di- digital I really money all right yeah so what an NFT is and I'm sure that there are a bunch of like cool trendy hip people listening who know a lot more about NFTs than I do I know I know enough they know that they have an opinion. But that's about mm-hmm. it. But what NFTs are is it stands for, and this doesn't help me at first either. It stands for non fungible token. So do you know the way that like you, me and you could go up a town now and you could see a painting and you could be like, I like that painting there, and you could go in and you could spend a hundred pound and you could buy that painting and take it home, and that's your painting, like you bought it, yeah, and someone else like owns the rights to that picture because yeah. they came up with the image or whatever but you own that physical one yeah. that was made like you have a an lg tv or whatever or samsung tv you don't own samsung you just own that tv right yeah what an nft is is an nft is like an image or something that's online or like a song or no like a file right. but you own it but you don't own the rights to it. You just own that, like that version of it. Do you know what I mean? Right. Okay. It makes it right. It makes little to no sense to me because there's a lot of downsides that I can. There's a lot of downsides, right? Because it's digital, which means you know it's a lot hard. It's a lot easier to get across the idea of value of like a physical item like i can turn around and go i have this computer here it is you can touch it you can see it you can you know what i mean and you can assign a value but whenever it's digital sometimes it's a bit harder to make the leap same way you go i've got bitcoin where and you're like doesn't exist it's digital so the whole idea about nfts in 
gaming, all right, is that, do you know the way that, like, you would go on and you would buy, like, say, a skin in Fortnite, all right? Mm -hmm. And you would get, like, a fucking, I don't know, Ghostbusters skin or something. I'm sure that's a thing. That is, actually. Is it right? Right, so you go on, you get a Ghostbusters skin, all right? And that's just you. You don't own that skin. You just... You you just you can use it, but it's not like exclusively yours. You can't sell it on or anything. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So what an NFT is is an NFT is something that is stored the same way as digital currency is. However, it can be like an item and game or something. So you could buy like a hat for your character, and that hat is yours. You own it, and then you can sell it to me if you want and transfer it to me, and I can pay you for this hat. So it can have like a secondary market uh, or if that hat becomes discontinued and goes way up in price, like everybody wants this hat, then you can go ahead and sell it. And do you know what I mean? So yeah. a lot of a lot of games were getting involved in this because it seemed like a second gold rush where people were like, oh, hey, our game has NFTs, which means, you know, it's this whole idea. I've heard this term thrown around lately. Do you know the way that you, you've heard of the, tame, or the term pay to win? Where yeah. you can buy all the good stuff and you can go ahead and win. Well, there's a new one now that's called uh, Play to Earn, where the whole idea is that through playing games, you'll unlock some form of cryptocurrency or NFTs or some kind of item or, or digital currency or something of digital value that'll get transferred to you that you can then sell, save, whatever you want to do. All right. And this is a whole idea now that a lot of gaming companies have come up with. EA are loving it. They are thinking up there have been reports that EA want to introduce NFTs and they all of their future games. Steam have come out and said that they're no longer allowing games on their store that have NFTs in them because, you know, it's a bit dodgy to be, you know, talking about things of financial value in your video games. Yeah. So even if we don't get involved in the nft there are a lot of other arguments too there's there's arguments uh as well about the um about the copyright of them because there's absolutely nothing stopping you now all right from going on google images downloading a bunch of images of someone else's and then heading on and minting them as nfts and selling them there's and people have done it where they just go and grab a bunch of images make nfts of them sell them and then run away with everybody's money so there's that problem. There's also the idea that loads of people minting stuff on computers causes a lot of, it uses a lot of computing power around the world, which has a lot of, a large energy usage, which has environmental impacts and stuff. So there's those arguments as well. But what do you think about this idea of games moving towards like having cryptocurrencies added on or having like digital items that you own added on? Like, what do you think of that as like a person who's pretty much seen gaming from like the early days right up? So, ju ju so I want to repeat kind of what I understood there. So I paraphrase and we'll we'll we'll, yeah. we'll go through, sure. So basically, in a nutshell, let, let's just say hypothetically, I'm Nintendo, I'm Mister Nintendo, and the box art image of Super Mario Three, say, yeah. and I could sell that online as an NFT, and I could say this is the genuine image, and you can buy to keep that image. So. The perks of that then is obviously that that person, am I wrong in thinking this, could have like image rights then? Yeah, no? No, this is the thing. It's the same way that if you went up a town and bought a painting, you wouldn't own the image rights. You wouldn't be able to go out and make like t-shirts of that image. Do you know what I mean? You just own the print of you, the you, image. So, 
but you can't profit from it then. So if I, so you if could I own, sell your painting. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You could sell your original item if you wanted, but you couldn't go out and like reproduce it. Like you wouldn't have like commercial uh, rights to it, but you would have the item itself the same way that you could like buy a video game and then you can trade it on afterwards. You could buy so I, like the, an NFT of like the image, like the Mario free cover. And then you yeah. could, you could turn around to me and go, Hey, I bought this for 20 quid. I can transfer it to you for 30 and I could be oh sweet. And then you give me the file and you go on and you sell it through an NFT marketplace that now marks me as the new owner. And I give you money and now I own it. And you know what I mean? You could sell the item, but you couldn't go out and make like Mario three, like hats. Do you know what I mean? Right. So, in terms of like an image, then I, I, I wouldn't actually really see the point of. I'm sure people have done it, but maybe it's just my first time ever hearing about it. But I, I, I wouldn't actually see why someone would do that unless they genuinely loved that image and wanted to support the person who made it or whatever. If you can't duplicate it or profit from it. However, in saying that, in terms of video games, I can see this being a massive thing, and I'll tell you why. Because as you say, they're Ghostbuster skins, Fortnite, or you know, me and uh, a friend of mine spent two hours one night playing Fortnite trying to get the Ghost uh, Superman skin. Yeah, just just to have it. But if these companies start going through down the route, like let, let's just say automatically when you start chatting about that, I started thinking about FIFA. Yeah. So. Well, th if, that's that's what they're looking at now. Like, and I know yeah. where you're going to like this whole ultimate team thing. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. They're 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 thinking of ways of incorporating like NFT ownership and they like things like so, ultimate team and also yeah, you're, you're on the right just, lines. So let's just say hypothetically, like I I don't know a lot about ultimate team. I sold a shit ton of it, but I don't know a lot about it. But let's just say you get a pack, and they said you in this pack, uh, you brought this pack for twenty quid, you would get. An exclusive, and, and I can guarantee they won't market it as an NFT, but they would market it as if you will get this exclusive hologram or aye, some sort of or background yeah. or something, or aye, yeah, aye. and only you will have it, aye, or or, or, or a select mm. number. I've seen some companies be like, there's only like a thousand of them, yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, so that will happen, and in, in a strange way, I'm, I'm sure these Payday 1 games aren't dying anytime soon, but this will probably spur people on to spare them again. Um, because, like, I, I'll hold up my hands. I remember when Overwatch was in its heyday mm. during the Halloween event, me grinding for hours just to get all the Halloween skins. Yeah. Um, I, I could have paid, but I didn't want to, but... I, I think, and as me being completely honest here, I think if they turned around and said, oh, if you buy it, it's like what I said last week about the Proton Pack. I mean, like they're making 7,000 of these, 8,000 of them. They're yeah. going to be one of them. Um, I don't think they're going to duplicate them. I, I really don't. And this yeah. is why I think I have to get on it. So it could, it, it could be a good thing and it could be a bad thing because I, I'm not against companies you know i i'm not again i i'm against like you know like your ultimate teams and stuff like that i like predatory if, monetization yeah yeah practices so. if if there's something really cool like, let's just say a special edition 
yeah. you know, like a ta- a tangible special edition. Yeah. Where you know, like in the WWE wrestling games, I was just about to bring it up. There was like yeah. signed fucking pieces of yeah, the mat yeah. and all, yeah. and like, ah, that was uh, that was cool. As that was so cool. And but there's no way to ascertain was that really a piece of the mat. I don't think it was. Like you know, what I mean, um. It, like I always remember, me, like you're triggering thoughts here. I always remember my brother has a, and he still has it to this day. He has a framed, hand-drawn picture of when United won the European Cup in 1999. It was like a, it's a really cool image. But inside the image, there's like a keyring, and he, he has some grass in the keyring. Yeah. And apparently, that's grass from the pitch. Yeah. Now, there's there's no way to prove. There's gen- it could be somebody out their garden selling grass. Yeah, uh, this is um, where you need like you know certificates of authenticity for yes, collectibles yes. and stuff. So you know what I mean. Yes. Where there's like someone who's it, verified that it's real. I mean, they could even do this with Blu-rays and 4K DVDs and things. If there was like, let's just say there was a new Batman movie or a new Superman movie. If there was a like, if you brought this collector's edition, and as you say, there was only a thousand of them. You know, that might spur interest yeah. um, again. Uh, in, uh, in a weird way, Kieran, this could bring physical, tangible media back in a weird way. You see, I, right, so I, 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 know what, I know what you're saying. The thing is, though, is that I think that what this is, is that this is going to be an excuse to make digital collector's editions oh, instead, of, right well, instead yeah. of physical ones where it's like, oh, yeah. you'll get like, because, right, WWE did a run of NFTs and Disney are doing a run of them now where what they did is they, mm-hmm. like, Disney's one at the minute, they just took, like, images of all, like, all different Disney characters, you know, and they made them in, like, gold and they're calling it, like, their gold series and you can buy these and then you own the rights, well, sorry, not the rights, you own that image, like, that JPEG or whatever, like, that's your JPEG that you bought. Mm-hmm. And even though I could go on and right-click it and hit save as... I don't own yeah. it. I've just made a copy of it. Do you know what I mean? So there is like a there is like a way of thinking where you have to think about it in terms of like like of ownership. It's like a new way of thinking about ownership. But my my problem with NFTs, all right, in gaming, because I whenever I first heard about it, I went, it's just a new way of selling limited edition skins, which you know people do that anyway. But the the bit that got me, all right, and it's something that you're talking about, you naturally when you were talking about it they're deviated under the idea of collectibles right mm-hmm. and i fucking love collectibles you could you could make anything and you could tell me that it comes in a set of six and i'll try and get all six of them i yeah. i am a hoarder i love collecting things i love putting things on shelves i love putting things in binders i love just keeping sets of things together it's just it's it, I, I love it it's amazing it just it's so much fun they pour yourself on they but the thing that gets me right is that what this is doing now is this is using the the bait, like the carrot on a stick of a secondary market, they try and get people in to the primary market. So for example, all right, this ties lovely into something I'm interested in, which is trading cards, all right? So mm-hmm. you know yourself, the Pokemon cards and all that other stuff, all right? If if Nintendo, or sorry, not Nintendo, if, if uh, the Pokemon company were doing another Pokemon movie, which they do all the time, right? And back whenever, back in the day, they were doing Pokemon movies in cinema. And if you went and you went to cinema and you bought your ticket, you would get a Pokemon card that was exclusive and had a stamp on it in gold that said, like, Pokemon the movie. And that was your thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and some people would have went to the film 
don't give a fuck about the movie, don't anything, but they just wanted to get that that card because of the idea of speculation. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll hold yeah. on that in the future. That'll be worth a wee bit more. I'll sell that on, make some money, blah, blah, blah. It's mm. like playing stock market almost, right? Yeah. So the idea, all right, as well of the whole, hey, you can buy this and you'll get a piece of the WrestleMania mat, all right? Now, another another example of these type of collectibles as well, and I will tie it back into gaming, is uh, I'm sure you've heard of like baseball cards and basketball trading mm-hmm. cards and all that stuff. They're big in America. And yeah. they have some ridiculous cards that like have pieces of players' jerseys on them and all, and they have like pieces of the ball like cut up and and like a wee card and all, and yeah. people collect all these things. It's like one of twenty five and all, one of ten, like super limited stuff, like insane like prices behind these things because of how limited they are, and they have like pieces of physical items. They call them like relic cards or something. Right. But the idea, all right, and this is where my this is where the difference goes, right? If you're on that stuff and you love collecting it, happy days, all right? But just to tie it perfectly in, also with flesh and blood because it's something I really enjoy, just before this podcast went live, or went live, the, just before we started recording, there was a, a tweet went out on the flesh and blood Twitter saying that one of their sets was going out of print, all right? They're not printing it anymore. That's a done. They've been printing it now for like a year. No more new boxes. Anything that's been printed, it has been printed, which means every card in that set, if there was a million of them printed, there's only a million of them in the world, all right? And loads mm-hmm. of people started buying, like, fuck. And all, like, we we have singles on our store. Bunch of them sold straight away. That's how I kind of knew something was up as well, because you're like, why the fuck is all these selling, all right? Yeah. So they all start selling. And the idea is that the primary market has been taken away, all right? So the, the, the new stock flow to the market has gone away. So now all that exists is on the secondary market and people can start buying and selling between themselves. It doesn't matter if Flesh and Blood now can put out a tweet and say, no more new cards, we're sacking the game. Turns out we don't like it, we're gone, all right? But I can still go and play it. I still have cards. I can still sell me cards to people who like them. I still have the the tangible media. What happens if you have an NFT of a foil-backed, I don't know football, Cristiano Ronaldo, right? You have a foil-backed fucking gold border Cristiano Ronaldo, right? NFT, only a hundred of them, you bought it. What happens mm-hmm. when that game goes away? You Will you still have access to sell your asset on a secondary market? Do you know what I mean? So You won't. You won't. And, and this is why I have a problem with it in gaming, is yeah. because... It's not just the idea of an NFT where people are like, oh, like some guy paid a fortune for like the Nyan Cat NFT. Someone paid a fortune for an NFT of the first tweet ever tweeted. Do you know what I mean? Which, <laughs> my God, which, I, you know, what? I, and I'm talking tens of thousands of dollars. Like, I don't know, there's some tax write off madness going on there or something. Yeah. But either way, someone paid that money. And if Twitter was to shut down tomorrow, they would still have the digital sort of asset of that first tweet, like a JPEG or whatever it is, or some sort of image or whatever it is. And they can, yeah. you know, whatever you classify as selling, they can sell that on. But if I buy a, a skin in fucking Fortnite, that's a, a, the, the proton pack. Let's, let's use that. For example, you're buying your proton pack now. Let's say, for example, in the future, that proton pack, oh my God, there's only X amount. It's a 500 fucking million dollars. 
where somebody's going to pay you, you could turn around and go, even if they say we're never making another Ghostbusters movie ever again, you could turn around and go, I'll sell it. And you could sell it on. But if you bought a Proton Pack in Fortnite that was an NFT that is yours and, and Fortnite goes away, like that's yeah. that's where I'm sitting saying that in gaming, I think that these, even if there's an answer to it, this is something that needs to be made really obvious because at this point, it just sounds to me like it's a way of selling people skins by promising them that there'll be a chance that they can make money later without giving people the security of being able to sell it forever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And well, so, so for me, that, become, that becomes a big no, worry. On the physical side, you got me a bit excited there, so I can understand where you're coming from. So it kind of hooked me in already, but uh, you, it's definitely an interesting prospect. I mean, because FIFA is the perfect example, because when you buy your Christian Paddle pack, and if it's an exclusive, come FIFA 21, you're not going to give a fuck. So it is another spin on Play to One. You're right, you're buying one, right? That's yeah. exactly it. It's and just a it's just a new buzzword. It, it's and, this, it, and in games, this is the thing though, is that people like people have been trying to use like cryptocurrency and blockchains and all this other stuff in gaming for a long while. And not to sound not to sound bad, but like, you know, trying to get anything done on any kind of blockchain takes a lot of time and gaming is supposed to be like a real-time soft simulation uh yeah. you know sending off a calculation that takes fucking ages to be done and come back down to you it doesn't really sound you know it doesn't really work in gaming so the whole idea yeah. of like attaching them to skins and all that stuff is really the only way it'll work and we already have skins in games and you know i don't know it'll take a few generations for me to get any kind of trust on it but again i do think it is just some kind of other buzzword or something like that but uh yeah. the, the reason why that i brought it up is because there was a big controversy this week where discord came out and said yeah we're going to do like nfts and we're going to do all this stuff and then they backed away from it because like the backlash was so big and they just backed off and they were like yeah we're not going to do that anymore because everybody like got really upset because we announced that we were doing like all these nft things because loads of people see it as like a shameless cash on almost like I can understand like certain things like meme. I'm sure this is going to fall into memes. People are going to buy the meme. Yeah. So these guys who have become memes, you know, like the guy who like points at his head, you know that meme, that gif. Oh, I know what you yeah, mean. Or you like know, the I... that that actual dude might want. You know, that's mine. You no, know I mean that's a piece of history there on the internet. Hmm. Or like the likes of Leroy Jenkins. You know. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, I can understand it from a history. So when you mentioned there the first ever tweet. Yeah. Um, I can understand the history side of it. You yeah. know, I own a piece. I own a piece of history. But you're right. When it comes to gaming, it is just a new, it's just a new buzzway. They 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 yeah. really young. Yeah, and that's that that's that's where I was kind of thinking about. But we'll move on to our our next topic. If anyone has any ideas of NFTs now, as 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 I'm sure you understand from listening to me and Daniel talk about it, there we are very surface level just learning about it, only figuring out about it. But I at the same time, not to pat ourselves on the back, I think that these opinions are still valid though because a lot of people are new to this and if you're trying to sell things to people that people don't understand the only opinions that some people have is their first opinions so if someone knows a lot more about nfts or has any different opinions or if you're for it or against it or anything like that again make sure to reach out on any of the, the platforms that we mentioned before but we're getting into that time of year again we're getting on the game awards season so we'll probably only touch on this uh, kind of quick because I don't think any nominees were announced. But just even if it's only for like two seconds, what do you, what do you think this year? Do you have any ideas of game like what what would be your top pick of the year or what should be celebrated or uh, what should be uh, what should win some kind of award? Smash Brothers. All <laughs> oh, Smash Bros. 
Just Smash Brothers. Just Smash Brothers Five in Ivy general. Bruce's, uh, and the game of the year is Smash Brothers. Yeah, our game of the year is no. Smash Bros. Well, was Smash Bros. No. even out this year? No, it was four four years ago. No, oh, um, geez, geez, here you go. Here, look. Sorry, I'm just looking. Fuck, four years ago. I right now. Uh, that that would be some crack at one game of the year. Fucking four years too late. So uh, I'm just um, looking here, and I, it turns out there actually are some nominees up. So if you want, we can go through the nominees and make some actual oh. real life predictions. Oh right, you need to write these down. Right, so I've I've already won ice cream off you. You have one ice cream, so, so uh, this is going to be for like I don't know one of them big ass twenty four inch pizzas or something. Oh, you right. Let's go. Right, let's go. Let's so game it. of the Shut year, it. we're going to start with a big one. Game of the year. All right, there's six all together. Okay. Do- Doom Eternal, Final right. Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost right. of, Ghost of Tsushima. Okay. Hades, Animal Crossing's yeah. New Horizons, Last of Us Part Two. Right. What do you think? The fanboy in me wants to say Last of Us Part 2. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be Ghost of Tsushima because that's a remake of last year's for Aye. games, so it's the same. I don't think it's going to be Doom Eternal. It's not going to be Doom Eternal. It's I don't too, think it's going to uh, be Final Fantasy VII Remake because I think that's too kind of niche. Right. I think it's, it's going to be Last of Us Part 2 as well, but for the wrong reasons. I think the controversy caused... I think there was enough controversy caused around the game, which uh, you know, uh, you know, take it or yeah. leave it, whatever you believe on it. It was a bit fucking mad, but like, I think that so it's it's going to be either Hades or Last of Us Part Two. So, so I, I'm going to I'm going to stick with my Sony fanboy. I'm going to say Last of Us Part Two. I'm going to be dead born, and I'm going to say Last of Us Part Two as well because I don't I just because I don't know a lot about Hades. I don't think it's going to be Animal Crossing's New Horizons. It seems to I don't know. They they always kind of go with something a wee bit more artsy, serious. But still with mainstream appeal or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Um, do you want me to go through? Because there's thirty topics all together. Do you want me to go through all thirty? Just the big no, ones. Just the big ones. Yeah. Right. Game directions and uh, narrative. Uh, best best art direction. Here we are. In fact, four of them are the same. Best art direction. Final Fantasy VII remake. Ghost of Tsushima. Hades. Last of Us Part Two. Or Ori and the Will of the Wisps. What do you reckon? Hades. Hades, Hades again. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna uh deviate from you here and I'm gonna say Ori and the Will of the Wisps. So the reason I've why ne- I'm I've thinking this I've, I've, I've never played it. Never so played the it. only reason why I think it is, all right, is because Ori and the Will of the Wisps, one, it's a Microsoft first party title, and yeah. as far as I know, the game awards are Microsoft are best buds. Um and two, the reason why I think that Ori is gonna do well as well is because they came out and were like oh we can run it at like 4k like 120 fps look at all the beautiful lights and all hdr Mm. and so i think from a technical standpoint they're going to get brownie points and i think that that's i think that might push it ahead so there we've got one we deviate on already so we can go from there it's good same fucking games so if if we pick if we pick 10 and then what sorry when is the game awards i I've, I've fucking no idea here i'll scroll to the top and see oh, it didn't even fucking i guess tell. in december something it has isn't around there so best ongoing all right this is like one of these ongoing games and i know my vote straight away i suppose i'm looking at it so i know my vote there's apex legends destiny 2 call of duty warzone fortnite or no man's sky fortnite see i think fortnite i think no man's sky I'm going to say No Man's Sky because See, of the Cinderella story. It is a Cinderella story, but in terms of freshness, it's just Fortnite is still relevant. It's still 
it's just so fucking big and huge and it's still maintaining I mean name any other game I can go offline for three days and fucking make it like you know people people watching Twitch streams looking at a moon they had their server, like a screenshot of a moon in their game do, do you want to know it, do, uh, do I know something funny it was, about ge- it was genius do I know something funny about Fortnite so I've been doing I've been doing YouTube social media stuff like that for how long now five six years like seriously around, and around that about that longer than Smash Bros longer than Smash Bros longer than Smash Bros there you go so I've, I've been lucky enough right not they not they took me on horn ring but I've been lucky enough they have a couple of videos go semi-viral alright over mm-hmm. like over time alright and the mm-hmm. first one that I ever had to go in any way viral was a Fortnite video no way <laughs> me a Fortnite video I swear to god oh my god it was it was Class? about the so it was there was loads of people back when I was doing an Xbox channel or back when I had I was I was doing the Xbox channel uh I was streaming Minecraft pretty much every week because I was like I'm going to or I was streaming like one or two nights a week and I would like sit down and it would all it'd be the same sort of people from the Discord so it was kind of like getting to chat to people in the Discord in real time which was nice but it was like people would a lot of people would come on and be like uh, would you play like, uh, and I'd be like, what do you want to play this week? And I, I had this idea in my head that it was going to be like varied gameplay, but really all it was, was I just paid for a Minecraft server and everybody just came on and, you know, yeah. played, played Minecraft together. And, uh, what he caught. So, uh, I just played Minecraft week and week and week, but there was a while there where loads of people were asking like, you should play Fortnite. You should play Fortnite. You should play Fortnite. You should play Fortnite. And I was like, I've never played it. Uh, there's so many people stream it like professionally and stuff. I don't think anybody would buzz. Like you don't have to be good at Minecraft. It's about creativity rather than skill. And and yeah. I like to think that I'm a, at least slightly more creative than I am skillful. So I was like, that's kind of lean Sunday, what I enjoy doing. And so the the one week I was like, do you know what? I'll make a, I'll make a joke video. Cause I had no idea for a video that week. So I'll make a joke video and I'll be like, uh, I'll make a video being like, I'll play Fortnite. I'll sit down and I'll play Fortnite for the first time. But it was the week that it went offline. And that was the whole joke was that I would sit down oh. and turn on Fortnite and be like, what the fuck's this? It's just a, a picture of a moon. But then, Brilliant. but then it was like a joke where like it was a black hole and it like, I had like a wee silly special effect thing that it like sucked me into the TV and like my controller oh, like good. landed on the table and I uploaded it. They like YouTube shorts, I think. And then I uploaded it to TikTok and it got like a fucking quarter million views in like two days. And it appeared on no a load way. of Fortnite compilations that got like tens of millions of views and all. And I was just like, okay, so my first viral fucking video was a Fortnite Class. video. <laughs> it's Class. just, just so dumb, but like, it's so funny. But anyways, we'll move on to that. I don't know what number. So what's this number four? Now I think it's our fourth number, one. Number four, yeah. Number best, four. best. So, are Andy. you in down? No, uh, no, but I'm going to, I'm editing it this week, so I'll listen oh, back okay. and I'll take them all down, okay. so, and people can ha, keep us ha, regular, right? Hello, future Kieran. Hello, future Kieran. Just uh, <laughs> take note, you're going to have to write all these down and store them, so uh, get to work. <laughs> um, so, best indie game, we've got Carrion, Fall Guys, Hades, Spelunky 2, or Spiritfair? Spiritfair. You think so? I played about an hour of it. You get to hug people, and you get to hug dogs. And like, yeah, that sounds. It's, it's you know what? I think. Yeah. So I think I might just be giving you the point here, but I'm gonna just just for the spirit of being different, I'm gonna say Fall Guys because of the memes. But if it's oh, something that's kind of artsy, like Adol said, I don't think Spelunky Two had the impact that I kind of wanted it to have. What was the word? I just heard Spirit Fair. Sorry, a Carrion Fall Guys Hades Spelunky oh, Two no, oh, or Spirit oh, oh, Fair. Was the word? Oh, best Andy. Oh, oh hold on, best Andy. 
I'll stick to Spear Fair, but I think you're probably right, Fall Guys. Fall Guys, I, I there's, I, I was, I wanted to say Spelunky too because I enjoyed the first one so much, but it just doesn't really feel like it. It done a while lot, yeah. do you know what I mean? It's so. funny you should say that very briefly. Forza Horizon Five came out this week on Game Pass. It does, and uh, it got tens and all the reviews, and it was everybody's raving off it. Now I've only played about an hour of it. That's an argument I played as well, um, and. It, kind of like Splunky it just felt like an expansion now I'm very early on it as well but yeah. it just didn't it didn't feel like I like a, a new experience to you like yeah, yeah. And, uh, I appreciate it as a fucking racing game but um, I'll, I'll give a more in-depth impression as the weeks go on when I have more time to uh, sit and marinate it all, I've but seen a bunch of screenshots and stuff much and like was you like, huh uh, much like and I had it's funny because I had the exact same thing with Splunky 2 I think Splunky 2 reviewed very well and, and again I only played a wee bit of it but I just felt it wasn't as good as Splunky 1 yeah I know so. it, it, it just doesn't really uh, it, it, yeah. I think I just could have done with more content for the first one to be honest yeah, but that's just yeah. me anyways best action because again I'm trying to pick topics that I think will differ on because there's loads that I'm looking at that I'm like I will definitely pick the same game but best action right. Doom Eternal Hades Half-Life Alex, Neo 2 or Streets of Rage 4 My heart says Streets of Rage 4 but it, the answer is Doom isn't it? Has to be Doom. I, I, I'm going with Doom as well because yeah. for me the improvements in Doom Eternal were marked over the first one and i thought the first one was amazing in terms of what yeah. you could do in terms of the idea that your mind thinks it and your hands do it the idea yeah. that if there's an if if you mess up and something goes wrong you never blame the controls or anything like that. it's kind of like and i know that this is going to be the weirdest comparison ever but you know what other game felt that same way was super meat boy Whenever yeah. I died in Super Meat Boy, I was never like, oh man, the fucking controls are dead annoying or blah, 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 blah. Or yeah. Celeste was the same way. Where it was yeah. like, it felt tight. It felt great. It felt like every yeah. every action happened just on a thought. Like you didn't have to think what yeah. button or whatever. It just felt natural. Doom Eternal yeah. felt that way for me. And it, funnily enough, Doom Eternal was one of the few games that I used every single feature of the game. Like loads of times when I'm playing yeah. like shooting games, like I never use grenades for some reason because I'm just like, ugh. Like, it's just another thing that I don't really care about. And I just kind of point and just burn free enough ammo until I win. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, in Doom yeah. Eternal, I was using every feature, using chainsaws and using the fucking the fire to get more armor and using all the, the, the hook shot or the meat hook to pull people in. And it was just, it just felt like it felt like I was using every button in the controller and it felt like my mind was just fucking connected to the game. So I'm going to say Doom Eternal as well. But again, Streets of Rage 4, I, f- I feel I could see it going that way as well. Uh, no, I think definitely Doom will get it. So I, I will say Doom, but I would, you know, uh, like I would love Streets of Rage 4 to get it, but I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but I would say Doom as well. On the subject of Doom, I think I've said this before, but when you're talking about, you know, you've used everything, to me, and you're going to say this is the most insane thing you've ever heard. We spoke about this like length in the previous podcast about Doom Eternal. I wouldn't classify Doom Eternal as a first-person shooter, right? And I know, I know, it sounds crazy. Aye, in a traditional sense, wait, what would you, what would you say more? A fighting game. A fighting game. I would classify it as a first-person fighting game because I'll tell you why. There's no other shooter in the market where you're doing combos where the likes of yourself who is not 
keeping up with the Joneses, Shooter playing Battlefield, playing Call of Duty. Mm. But there's so many combos and so many moves and so many like right, he's shooting me with this, so I had to counteract with this. Um, like you're like you're almost taking frame data on it when you're jumping and zicking about and you know there's just so so many actions and so many actions have a reaction and you know as and as you say it's like the meat boy effect where you're like right I died there because I didn't do this I, to, to to me it was it, it's more it feels more like a fighting game there's no other FPS in the market and it's a compliment to it there's no other first person shooter in the market that has combos there isn't it's always yeah. like why why is the swap R1's grenade R2 shoot it's the same formula ID add the software you know they like they made a fighting game and a first person shooter I know they have it, was, it was amazing the same inputs they have the same inputs from fucking Street Fighter on it that's you know yeah like you're rolling your fingers around like you're doing like you know you're flicking like and and you know what I loved about it? Not really a spoiler for anyone, but do you remember? I think it was the second last level where I remember the guys you could only kill with headshots? Yes. Aye, the, they, so, they looked like, so good. Yeah, they looked like and, the, they were like white and all. And yeah, aye, yeah. They and, were, and oh the, man. Oh, the, Brian, there's just so many things being introduced at so many different times. And so so uh, the thing I found about Doom Eternal though is that the, the strategy in it was amazing. Yeah. So, like, those enemies, again, not to be too spoilery about it, but whenever you get a headshot on those enemies, they drop loads of ammo. And yeah. it's a game that every every facet of that game is pushing you forward. There's nothing that rewards you for, like, sitting in cover. So, if you need health, the only way, you can't just sit and let it reach in. The only way you can get health is by getting out there and killing enemies. If you need ammo... The only, or one of the, the only ways, like if you use all the ammo in the map, you're running out of ammo, the only way that you can get ammo is by going up and killing enemies in a certain way. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And those enemies, they can, they're, they can dodge really well. They can, they can shoot with a relatively moderate amount of damage. But if you, and you can only kill them, as you say, with headshots, but whenever you shoot them in the head, they drop shitloads of ammo. So once you walk yeah. into an arena, you start strategizing, being like, right, I'll not kill them straight away because I've got enough ammo, so I'll work on these other guys, and then when I need they, I'll pop one of those guys, almost like ammo caches in a way, and then yeah. I'll get me ammo, and then there's these wee bird guys that I can kill in one hit, but if I kill them using, you know, a glory kill, then I'll get loads of health, and uh, you know what I mean? You start looking at enemies as resources as yeah. well, and you start, like, strategizing, but the thing is, it's so natural. It's not something that you just sit and be like, oh, I'll you know, I'll, I'll try and practice like playing the game that way. It just becomes natural. You find yourself playing the game in that in that fashion, which is why I, I, I just love it so much. That and the music and the setting and all is just, oh, it's perfect. It's one of the few games where you feel that like you're in a room full of NPCs shooting at you. It's all their way around. They're in a room with you. Aye, they're, yeah. aye you're, not, you're not trapped in a room with demons. Demons are trapped in a room with you. And yeah. it is, oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, the next topic, the one that I I want to I want to get your hang on because I'm I'm seeing a few different uh different ways this could go. So best family game, there's Animal Crossing's New Horizons, Crash Bandicoot Four, Fall Guys, Mario Kart Live Home Circuit, Minecraft Dungeons, or Paper Mario and the Origami King. Has to be Minecraft for what my uh, sorry sorry no sorry it has to be Animal Crossing. It has to be for what that did during lockdown. Aye. 
See that had a cultural impact during lockdown. I mean, that game exploded during lockdown. Could you do you remember uh, Sundays? Animal Crossing and right I sh- did you play Animal Crossing on the Switch when it came out I, did, I, I didn't get as as much hand data as other people oh, did like Tash got I, I, she really played tons like me and the missus and a few mates were hardcore I mean hardcore we were uh, every Sunday as I can't remember her name May May or something you stay come to your island between 11 uh 9 a.m and 11 a.m to sell turnips and she used to sell them for a set price it could be like 71 bells each and you could buy i think it was up to fifty thousand of them mm-hmm. but then in turn then you had from sunday in real time to first day in real time to sell your turnips to your nooks cranny so you could go up to the nooks cranny and you know the wee two fox guys they yep. would uh they would uh, say, oh, today we're buying turnips for 300 bells a pop. And you would literally cash in. Um, but because this is one of the first Animal Crossings that had proper online where you can go to people's islands, mm-hmm. people were constantly on Twitter going, right, what's, what's your turnip price today? What's your turnip? So you're literally doing, it's like stonks. Like it was like a stock market. Aye. And uh, I remember a friend of ours was getting like a, a sale price for 500 bells per turnip. And she basically won. My, uh, she won Animal Crossing. <laughs> so she she was running around with like about forty million bells. I remember at one point I had an island full of bells as because I or, or full of turnips just yeah. to sell. You um, were just proper farming, no, just oh, and and just for like things like the Mario event, and then you know just so much happening, and like the massive update that came out there last week. I think just for the cultural impact because it was everybody's kind of lockdown game because you couldn't go outside in real life, so you went outside in your your digital life, really. Yeah, so, I has, it, has it, be, it it mine was all the memes as well about uh, Doom Eternal. I always find that kind of funny. Way, oh, uh, I was so class, and, and it came, came out the same day. Yeah, they they released it for the same day, and then finally with the last Smash Bros. update, with like Doom Guy becoming like a me uh, right, costume that right. like finally Isabel and Doom Guy are in the same game class and <laughs> smash bros but uh right the last the uh, i'm gonna i'm oh, sorry i'm gonna i'm gonna actually differ uh just just to be different i agree with everything you said but i'm just gonna say minecraft dungeons because i think it's gonna be one or the other yeah uh, and i'm gonna i'm gonna play politics and i'm gonna say minecraft dungeons for that one but the last one uh that we'll do because there are other topics but i think these ones are probably the ones that we could talk about the most there's best multiplayer would be uh there's animal crossing new horizons among us Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, or Valorant? Call of Duty Warzone, Valorant. What was our one, sorry? Animal Crossing's New Horizons, Among Us, yeah. Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, and Valorant. Fall Guys, just to be different. Fall Guys, I'm going to say Among Us, only because of the amount of people that were playing it and the whole deception thing. Because... Is it any good? <sighs> right. Uh, right, I am not. It, it's good fun if you're playing in a group. If you're playing public lobbies, no. It's just, no. It, it's no crack. People are on Discord. They cheat by... T- it's one of them games that you could cheat by. Like, whenever you die, or, like, if you get voted out or something, you know who the person was. Like, you know who the imposter was. Like, if I, if, if I was the imposter and you weren't, and they voted you out, you would see that it's me. Do you know what I mean? But there's yeah. people... There's friends that play together... Like, say me and you play together and we're in a Discord chat together and mm. then you get voted out 
and so you find out who it is and then you just tell me like oh it's it's bob and then i I, i'm still in the public chat because i'm still alive and then i just say oh my mate just got voted out and he said it was bob right so the public lobbies are just trash it's just no fun but if you're in a private lobby if you've got like six people eight people together and you are all playing amongst one another and you actually have like a discord voice call so usually the way it works is that some people will have like a discord voice call and they'll have like a voice there'll be like two calls going at the same time no way you can jump between them yeah so you'll have a voice call for everybody who's like currently in the game and then if you get voted out you go into like the dead chat so you can and whenever you're dead you can still muck about with the game as like a ghost so you right. can uh you can like go and muck about with the game as ghosts but you're in your own chat for people who have already died and voted out but the people who are still in the game are in a voice chat themselves trying to figure out who it is so yeah. if you set it up in your own wee play group it is it's it's brilliant it's loads of fun but if you're in a public lobby, it's just no fun at all. And that's why I'm kind of back and forward on like best multiplayer. But at the same time, Among Us had such a big streaming following and it like completely killed Fall Guys on Twitch. Oh, really? Because uh, everybody was playing Fall Guys and all of a sudden, like everybody was looking for like the hot new multiplayer game and someone stumbled across Among Us, which was already out for like a year and a half prior or something that had like no players. And then someone found it and it like blew up again on Twitch and everybody started following it and all the memes happened and... So that's why I'm thinking Among Us might be best multiplayer. Uh, again, be because choice, of its wee yeah. re- redemption story. You throwing your hat behind that one as well? Um, did I not pick one, though? You said uh, Fall Guys, so but then we went sort of through it again. No, 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 Fall Guys, I'll stick to We're Fall Guys. With. Right, so I'll, I'll take down all them, them, them notes, sure, uh, as to what we, what we decided, and then we can go over it then whenever the Game Awards happen, and we can see who won. And this time, it's for a, a little wing... 24 inch pizza i already owe you ice oh. cream so this is me oh, now yes. trying to win back oh. win back oh, like, yes. the other half of the meal oh yes oh so, i can't wait so can't this, wait. Is, this is that anyways that's the last of our main topics before next we're going to move on to some questions that we had submitted this week so uh, just before we do move on to the uh, questions uh we want to ask everyone if you are liking the podcast so far make sure to leave a like or leave a rating on whatever platform you're listening uh, the podcast is available on all major platforms if there's another platform you'd want to hear us available on uh, drop us a line and we'll see what we can do if you want to drop us a question you want to appear on the show or you want to give some feedback on some topics or anything like that we're pretty open guys we can we usually chat about everything and anything so you can drop us a message uh you drop us a voice message on the anchor app you can go to uh you can download the anchor app on your phone or you can go to anchor.fm slash one upcast you can hit the wee message button and you can record us a voice message we can use it on the show you can appear on the show chatting alongside us as if you're actually here in our lovely studio one upcast studio that we've got or you can drop us uh just a regular text-based message on Twitter, you can drop us a message. Uh, you can re- reach me on Twitter at HarryAtomicYT. You can reach Daniel on Twitter at Ferryman5000. Or you can contact the show directly on Twitter at 1UP underscore cast. That's O-N-E-U-P underscore cast on Twitter. Anyways, let's move on to the first question this week. This is a submission. Uh, we're, we're not, well, actually, we'll not call it a question. We'll call it a submission from Rambo. 
<laughs> and we're back in the room. Unfortunately, I don't uh, I don't speak Wookie, but uh, thank you very much for dropping us on your audio question. But I do think he sent us a text-based version of that question on uh, Twitter as well. I think you've got the translation there. Yeah, I have the translation here. He's asked, uh, what is your guy's thoughts on regenerating health in games? Is it just easy mode? And he wants to know, Oasis or Blur? Oh, geez, here we go, here we go. So, uh, we'll start off with the first one, uh, regenerating health in games. Right, I, it, right, my preference, and it's funny you brought this up because we actually talked about this in, uh, whenever we are talking about Doom Eternal. I really like, and I think it's maybe because I came from this kind of school, is that if you have, you start a game with like 100 health points, and if you get hit, then you lose 30 health points, then you have 70 and a small health kit gives you 15 and a large health kit gives you 30 and do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's where I kind of came from. But the reason why that I kind of like that is because it gives the idea of resource management into your games. And I think that where that comes from, uh, not to get too, like, you know, making up fucking game history here, but I think that this comes from, like, the idea of, like, old role-playing games and, like, Dungeons and Dragons and things like that. Yeah. Like, where people would be like, oh, you take, like, 20 points of, like, damage or whatever, and then you have to find, like, bandages or, like, a, you know, a priest or something to, like, heal you, or a cleric or something like that, and you get healed back up again. You have to manage your health, and there's this whole idea of, like, health as a resource where you spend health, they, like, you know, perform spells, and I've got, so this whole idea of, like, health as a resource and, like, managing your health and playing shooters where you, like, take damage, you run around and try and find health on the floor... I really like that because I just like the resource management side of things, but also I like the idea of, you know, like in Doom where, you know, the idea that if you want health, you have to push forward. Like you have to, like mm-hmm. the idea that th- in that game, they want you to feel like a badass. And the only way that they'll yeah. make you feel like a badass is by diving in head first. And so because the game's designed that way, it rewards you for doing so. So if you're about to die, instead of just sitting there in the corner and just waiting to not die, you dive in at enemies, you go for like one last stand, it's kind of like an action movie type thing, where like one last stand before you go, and if you pull it off, you'll be a hero, and you'll get all the rewards, and all the items, you know, you'll get all this health, and, 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 and ammo, and armor, and like, I, I just, I just really like that, I think that, I think that games that, use health as a resource, give you another layer, to play with, and another, another fun, resource to manage and i really like that however because i came from that kind of school of thought that idea of managing health whenever i i played i think halo 3 was the first game i played that had regenerating health uh i think the early no the earlier halos had a two didn't they halo yeah. one i sorry well sorry halo one it, it was the first game i played that had it and i found myself being like oh, well, if I am managing my health and I take damage and my health bar is low and I just stand behind this this block and it fills back up again, then that's how I manage my health. And so every and I, so I overdid it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So then I, I kind of, you know, anytime I took damage and before I went into the next room, I was like, oh, well, I'll just stand here and like, yeah. you know, I'll just stand. But then I think that, see, this is where I'm going to go off on a tangent now because I think that linear map design kind of plays into that as well where like each so like you'll design a map and you'll design like an arena and then there'll be a wee corridor afterwards where there'll be some storyline and then there's another arena where there's a firefight and they want you to be at full health whenever you go into that so that you can experience the whole arena and like you know with all the resources that you need whereas whenever like there was 
slightly less linear map design or maybe even on the edge of non-linear map design in games like Doom or Duke Nukem 3D whenever you were running around or like Hexen or things like that you were running around like an open map that had like secrets and stuff like that if I was about to move on to a new area and I needed health or ammo I knew I needed to either backtrack to find you know health that I'd left over which meant that I was exploring more and again I really like exploration in games or it meant that I had a dive forward at a disadvantage and work my way back up and like you know be really careful or ad- adjust my playstyle for going on at a disadvantage and again it's just part of that management so i can see where the idea of health regenerating is kind of like an easy mode because that's the way i kind of treat it because i'm like oh well i just have this infinite well of health that i can just sit here and just draw from and i don't have to take it into account in terms of management and so naturally when there's any game that does that i, I just gravitate towards it every time what what, what do you think because you i think you've played more kind of modern shooters than i have so you're probably I, more I, exposed to it than i am i think you've had the nail on the head i think with the popularity of halo and it's 360 heyday or even on the xbox one the original xbox one heyday uh, I think the popularity of that and you know call of duty obviously exploded massively then uh, i think because it was such a sh- sh- surefire success and people got so accustomed to it, developers were afraid to change the formula. Yeah. And falling back to what I said there about Doom, where, you know, why was Swap Weapon R2s to shoot, etc., etc. Mm. Uh, people are afraid to change the formula. Now it's like if, if you hand someone a controller who plays FIFA. 365 days a year and ask them to play pro evolution uh and the shooting buttons are mixed over and they can't get their head around it because people don't like change and i think ultimately this is what it boils down to i don't think it's an easy mode i think it's lazy where like dark souls gets all this praise for being brutal and that's it's fine for being brutal but games when we grew up like Look at the Turtles game on the NES. I still oh, haven't finished it. Jesus if that was if that uh, if that was brought out today, they'd be saying the same thing. Oh, it's like the Dark Souls. That's what they would say. But that's what sort of games were. We we have become as gamers lazy. Yeah. There's no such thing. That is almost like a cheat mode, effectively. Um, yeah. You know, if if that was in a a PS2 game, Regen and Hell, that would be a cheat. That would be it. Would be a cheat. So I mean, it was an item in some role playing games. Like you could, like yeah, you know, yeah. you could get like three minutes of regenerating health. I think in Final Fantasy, I think maybe in all Final Fantasy games, it was called regen, where you could cast yeah. it on your party, and then for like three minutes, your party would like slowly, like your health would tick up over like a short period of time. So like it is, but it has been used in other games, but it's been used as like a a cool magic spell, and it was a resource yeah. again that had to be managed. But sorry, going on. And I get why they do it because you know you want to. I think ultimately it falls down to balance. I mean, if you're if you're playing a shooting game and you have ten health and you're going on to a really difficult area, you want to give the player a chance, and you don't want the player to walk away from the game where mm. they can hide behind a tree. Um, but then certain games, it's a fucking central. I don't know if you've ever played Call of Duty World at War on the hardest mode. Jesus Christ. Now you take a shot and all of a sudden the guy's just like you're, fucking uh, explodes. Just, you're, just, you're like, you're, Jesus, what the hell? And, and they all got arms like fucking baseball players. They'll ping you with a grenade from fucking 200 yards away. And enemies are sharpshooters with like a pistol fin- from like across the map and all. Finger in their mouth for the one time. They're, 
and then just I got, fuck I got, I got this boy, I got it. I was landed it in your back pocket. I so, know it's 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 nuts. Like, but then see, this is the thing though, is that whenever whenever a new thing like that gets introduced, then people yeah. start to design around it, and it's like, well, if we've made if if the game has been made easier because of regenerating health, then how can we make it hard again? And that's by just making enemies ridiculously accurate and ridiculously powerful because we're going to give you a chance to, or we're going to take away the, the opportunity to regen your health. Do you know what I yeah. mean? So it's, I, it's, it's really interesting. That's kind of like a, a, a track of like game design over time because of fucking regenerating health. So I also wants to know Oasis or Blur? I was an Oasis man myself. And... So. Uh, uh, and and I did buy the Blur Greatest Hits CD though, and I really liked it. So like, I wouldn't fight anybody in the streets. But if you sat the two in front of me, I'd probably listen to Oasis. Uh, if I answered this question any differently, my sister Josephine would disown me. Uh, it has to be Blur. See, this is me and you through the barricades, no, as always. Blur. So um, and and Josephine brought me my ticket to Ghostbusters next week. So definitely have to stick yeah, with, with, with Blur on that end. Shout out to Josephine, who's brought also bringing her son uh, to Ghostbusters as well. And I've told her to, you need to educate this young fella because, well, like, why is there a 30 year old man sitting beside him crying his eyes out? You need to pre warn him. <laughs> why this weird? Why this weird man keep crying, mommy? <laughs> why this man keep crying? Make him stop. <laughs> it's the opening credits. He's cried twice. What the hell? <laughs> you hear it? It's something strange. <laughs> <laughs> there is something strange they got me when Ray Parker Jr. came on that's it hey the only man to shed a tear for Ray Parker Jr. anyways I think we have another question we, we do we have one more question thank you thank you Rambo for, for submitting that, that wonderful question in the in the Wookiee dialect uh, but we also have a, a question from uh, from a good friend of ours Hugh as well who has asked us the following question on video game piracy yes folks how's it going Hugh here I have a question, but first I need to thank Kieran. You mentioned a few weeks back when you were talking about the Switch um, and how you hacked your Switch. So thanks, because I've just done it and it's blew my mind. And I know Daniel's a bit jealous now that he no longer has an OG Switch. But anyway, off the back of that, what's your stance on piracy? And the reason I'm asking is, going down that rabbit hole this last week or so, you've wrote games that you no longer can get anywhere. And you have to... You have to emulate it via ROM, which is piracy, because there's nowhere to legit buy them, play them either. So, what's your stance on that, and how do you feel that impacts the gaming industry as a whole? And we're back in the room. So, I I took charge on on the last one, and I think that uh, I've probably been the uh, the the more bold boy whenever it comes to like switch modding and things like that. So, I want to I want to hear your I want to hear your opinion on this first, if that's okay. So. First of all, what a great voice. I know, my has. goodness. Hey, wait, did he get a new mic as well? Oh. Jesus. I actually know Hugh many, many years. And one thing I'll say to you, you know, and you'll never know, so this is why I have to tell you. If you ever meet Hugh, smell him. He's the best smell man you'll ever smell. My you goodness. Smell, I swear to God, see see if you could hang him on the edge of your car as a car air freshener. Your car smells so good. Can we lay claim <laughs> to having the best smelling uh, listeners out there in podcast land? Um, well, well, Hugh At least we have one anyway. I mean, nice. Yeah, he's one in the pro column. Like. <laughs> he, he's, man, the man smells so fresh. 
It's unbelievable. Sorry, I'm just harking back to the start of the podcast. We were like, man, I don't know what to talk about this week. Hey, you're going to have to lead it. And then fast forward one hour and 20 minutes. Man, you smells classy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, done it again. Hey, it's so good. Hey, so good. So fresh. That's um, okay. So this arc, so it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword for me because I get why people do it. Mm. I've done it before in my past, um, but I also see the negative side to it. I think I think anybody who's a, fa- a gamer has downloaded a ROM or downloaded an emulator. Um, I, I I have certain I have certain morals when it comes to it. And you love by I'm a code. To, you're like Batman. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to contradict the life out of myself, and you're going to listen to me now, and you're going to go. You're contradicting your life to yourself. So, if it's a modern console, where well, mm. and when I say modern, it's something that you can still go into a brick and mortar shop, or something you can still go onto the PlayStation Network or eShop mm. and download it and pay for it I think you should support it especially when it comes to indie games mm. you know I wouldn't pirate a copy of I say Stardew Valley but that's not a good example because the guy's probably a millionaire but I, like, I know what you, you mean like, now if it's like starving you, young and the developer like uh, yeah so Joe uh, and uh, for example I'll give you an example on the eShop there last week there was a game called Super One Jump and it's like 20 levels and it's like a wee 8 but yeah it was 90p and I had some uh, change left over in my e shop, and I was like, fuck it. So, I like, like, guys, it's not going to fit his family, 90p, but you know, I'm I'm supporting a wee indie dev. Um, I, w- I wouldn't download anything like that. Um, I, 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 my role in my wee head is if it's a modern console, I don't do it, I just don't do it. I, yeah. I, I like to, so, and I, and even though you could argue all these, like, I think. Metro Dread was pirated and hacked and everything within a, a day after it was out. Yeah, and the, the, arguing, the new Pokemon one is doing the rounds at the minute as well. Yeah, the new so, Pokemon remakes. And and people would argue all oh, these companies are, you know, all by, you know, selling Mecham billions, so fuck them. There is that argument, but for the likes of Metroid, mm-hmm. so I'll, I'll use Met- Metroid as an example. Metroid, this is the first Metroid game in about 12 years. Yeah. And uh, Nintendo probably like activision have a very high caliber of like right if this does well it will get a a sequel and you know you know it'll become a a mainline franchise once again yeah however if people are pirating it yeah and let's just say let's just say five thousand people pirate it five thousand people out of a million sales and probably dropping a pawn to nintendo however yeah that five thousand sales potentially could have paid for could have paid, you know, that could have been a screen light for an hour game or a DLC or something. Yeah. So, you know, when the game's fresh on the shelf and just, I'm against it, I'm dead against it. Now, to Hugh's point, like, there's games, like, and I said this two weeks ago on, on the, the, for, the N64 online, perfect example, should be everything, should be everything. The fact that they, Nintendo have the greatest catalogue Fight me, it's true. They have the greatest <laughs> catalog, yeah, of all time. Of all time, they 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 have the vault. They they are the Disney vault. Yeah, I was just about to say that the Disney of video games. But the fact that I like, I'm trying to think of a game, a boy in his blob. 
I've yeah. talked about it a couple of times. I can't play that anymore. Unless I go on to eBay, if I'm doing it the legal way, I uh, have to go on to eBay, buy an NES, buy a CRT TV, and then I have to buy somebody who isn't going to scalp the fuck out of me of a copy of Boyd and Blob, probably for 50, 60, 70 quid. So, in turn, Nintendo's making no money there. Yeah. They're making none. So, in turn, I'm out 200 quid to play one game. Yeah. So I get definitely where Hugh is coming from, and I am a wee bit jealous on the old Switch hacking, and and this is where the contradiction comes on. But I wouldn't do it. Right. I still I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. The the Switch is still too too new, too new to me. It's weird. I mean, I'm too invested on it. I put too much money on it. Yeah. And I think when I I think when you pirate something, and this is speaking from my own experience, and I could be wrong. But I think when you pirate something, you don't have as much of an investment anymore. And no, you, it's true. You it's at, true. You, you look at it and go, yeah, uh, that game was okay. And you don't give it the time. And it falls back to what you were saying about two weeks ago, when you pay something, you make sure you put time into it. Aye. Um, you don't have that kind of attachment. Yeah, you it's that, the, sunk, the sunk cost fallacy. Like, 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 name someone who's been excited to download a copy of a new game that's been coming out they don't because it's just like it's more like a, do you remember we'll not mention any name but do you remember the guy that we used to work with I do yes brag? I yeah so uh, but it was download, more bragging download the game no one, take a picture of it running post it on Facebook never play it again yeah that was yeah, that yeah. just just to it, get the like likes that. for like oh my god I'm playing it a week early yeah yeah uh, and you know why like you know but um, I think like to t- to me, for for example, Elden Ring was shown yesterday. Mm-hmm. Gameplay, twenty five minute gameplay. It looks fucking fantastic. Yeah, Elden Ring's not out until February. I could hack my PS five or PS four. It's on both because the PS five has been hacked now. That's another subject for another time. Oh, uh, it's been hacked. Uh, yeah. Um, I could hack my console and. Download that and just go. Yeah, happy days. I have a game, but I know if I did that, I I wouldn't have the full experience of the game because the game would have to be offline because I wouldn't have access to the servers for a start. Yeah. Then, you know, yes, I've saved fifty quid because you know, but I've said it so many times. But I love tangible media, and even if it's not tangible, I love the excitement and oh my god, I'm getting this game and supporting that developer because the the likes of from software like a Bungie yes they're multi-million selling but they're still under developers they don't have the back the backing of an Activision or they don't have the backing of a Sony or um so in summary I get why people do it and I get for old games mm. um like one of my wife's favorite games is Mickey Mouse and the Castle of Illusion oh what a game um remember I had that wee retroid pocket so I had that for Downloading. Is that the one you brought down to my house? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. I still so, want one. They're so good. So, so for Game Boy Advance games, because I, I don't have access to Game Boy Advance. Can't. Yeah. And I'm not going to pay 30 quid to play Castlevania Evolution. Uh, I'm not going to pay, you know, if I want to play Manage Cap, I'm not going to pay 30 quid on eBay for a copy that I don't actually know is going to work properly. Hmm. You know what I mean? So I definitely get why people do it. And um, I think that maybe... If Nintendo get their finger out of their hole, you know, definitely. Because it always seems to be... Have you ever noticed it always seems to be Nintendo 
around this piracy issue. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, th- I think when you boil it down, it's probably Nintendo that get pirated the most. Oh, uh, they get pirated out the ass. But right, so my my thinking on it is a wee bit a wee bit different, but sort of the same. So I right, just just to give a non Nintendo example, um, Metal Gear HD remaster remake whatever for the Xbox Three Sixty. Uh, or I, I bought it a while back for the Xbox Three Sixty buzzed HD copies of the first three Metal Gear games, I think, uh, mm-hmm. is so either either now or very soon, like next few weeks soon, is getting pulled from every digital marketplace out there because next week, next week because it uses yeah. like uh, like and it's uh, funny you should bring that up because I purchased it then. It was yeah. four quid on so I purchased it then, yeah. Because it uses like historical footage that like Konami no longer have the rights to. Yeah. Uh so this is where you know you you get under like the the different you know sides of the gaming industry. So as you say, like the other argument does is that if you want to go on and play like one of these old games, is that yeah you know if it costs you two hundred pound to play a game, then that's the cost of it or whatever. But it's down to you as to what you think the value is. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. But from my from my perspective, the way that I see, like game piracy right so games i'll start off by saying that piracy is a piracy is a failure of the uh of the industry they make products available in a way that consumers want to consume all right for the yeah. most part because there are just some people that are just going to pirate your shit doesn't matter what it is you're never ever going to get a 100 percent conversion rate and one pirated copy does not equal one lost sale do you know what i mean yeah. However, the if you look at things like Napster back in the day, way back at the start, people were downloading music off one dollar, having a time at our lives, sharing songs back and forward. The music industry was falling over itself. They were shitting themselves because sales of CDs weren't going to happen, and blah blah. And the more they tried to fight it and sue the individual users, the more that people did it, and it became like a whole culture in and of itself. But yeah. ultimately, whenever you boiled it down, the reason why was because two new technologies had become prevalent at the time, CD burners and the internet. So the sharing of media became very easy and people will always take the path of least resistance to the thing that they want to get, right? So yeah. people will download an album off Napster, right? Because going to the store and paying the money and getting uh, having to find a parking space and taking the time out of your day and bumping into people, waiting in a queue, it's not worth it whenever you can just go onto your computer, double click, and just it starts downloading and you're like, I know it's wrong, but like I've uh, uh, the, the, the knowledge that it's wrong means less to me than all the hassle I have to go through to get it. However, yeah. look at the amount of people that are buying, that, that pay for Spotify every month. Because yeah. the industry evolved in order to make it. So it's like, hey, you could click and download music off these illegal uh, sites that now mean that you uh, are possibly going to get in trouble with your ISP. You could get in trouble with anybody if someone decides to make an example out of you by suing you for copyright reasons. You run all this risk, but you could just pay, I don't know what Spotify is, fucking seven ninety nine a month, whatever it is, and you can get access to this whole catalog streaming in good quality it's definitely going to be the song that you want and you're going to get it all and it's going to be dead cheap all right and you're yeah, going to be like yeah. happy days that's class 
I'll do that instead because now the path of least resistance is just paying the money. The same thing happened yeah. with TV shows. And it's funny because TV's actually starting to go full circle now, back to piracy again. Because you know yourself, fucking remember Game of Thrones? Everybody watched Game of yeah, Thrones. Yeah. yeah. Nobody had fucking HBO because we don't have HBO here. Well, it's funny. It's actually, you know what? This is where more of my contradiction is. I download AEW every week. Aye, because no. we fucking don't. There's no I way for us to I, fucking I, watch it. I, yeah, I don't have access to it. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And 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 sorry, we actually the funny thing is we actually do, right? Just to go one step further, you've 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 inadvertently proved my point. We actually yeah. do have access through an official means. They watch AEW every week, and it's through ITV Player. The problem is, it goes yeah. up on a Friday. The do show do happens I, I on. Actually, actually, I actually didn't know that, and then it's the whole watching the ATV ads and it's a two-hour show and it makes it a three-hour show. And Aye, and, and, and now, even if you were to watch the ads, if you were to sit down and go, well, it's just the ads and I couldn't be arsed downloading it every week and it's a whole faff every time to try and find a weird proxy that works and I'm getting all these pop-ups and one of these days I'm going to download a virus or blah, blah, blah. blah. But for, for us, the proverbial me and you as AEW fans, the show going up on a Friday is not worth potential two days of spoilers online because it, it it's a show that goes live for anybody it's not a wrestling fan AEW Dynamite is live on a Wednesday Wednesday night Thursday morning because it's in the US and then most people that we know will you know pull a dodgy copy on a Thursday because you know you want to watch it and stay as up to date as you possibly can yeah however like it's now Thursday night that we're recording this I've watched this week's AEW but the official channels in the UK won't have me watching it until tomorrow night. Yeah. And on Friday, there's a show in the US for people, again, I don't know about AEW, there's a, another show, a one-hour show on Fridays called Rampage. And we don't get that here, as far as I know. And Rampage is one night before the the their quarterly pay-per-view full gear, which is on on Saturday. So. Yeah. I would be so out of date by the time the and we can buy the pay-per-view legitimately like we did it for All Out where we went on and I I bought the pay-per-view and we streamed it live because the Mm -hmm. avenue was there for us to do it but if we were to follow the official channels here to watch the weekly shows we would be behind because we're missing half of the shows we're also behind because we're watching it two days behind everybody else and we might be watching live shows like pay-per-views without knowing the full backstories of everything that's going on So that is a convoluted system, which means the simplest way for us to consume that media is to illegally pirate it. So TV shows, all right, whenever Netflix first launched, it became a thing where it was like, oh, Netflix is amazing. It's like the Spotify of TV. You can head on, watch whatever you want. It's $4.99, $5.99 or whatever it is. And you can, I, I, I paid for it during university. I binged like South Park and Star Trek and I fucking loved it. It was amazing. You got your VPN, so you connect the American one and all as well. Yeah, I remember that well. Great, like loads of fun. And it meant I wasn't illegally downloading a single thing. I didn't have to go on and search for my shows. I didn't have to find somebody that was giving me shows that had, you know, uh, I know the best quality ones. I, I, sometimes I watched shows with subtitles as well. If it was like, you know, like say if it was like a, a, a non-English language show and sometimes you would download them online and it wouldn't have subtitles on them you know it would just be like from whatever country the show was on but a whole bollocks they find so it was simpler to do that on netflix but now there's so many streaming services 
that if you wanted to sign up to watch all the stuff you wanted to watch, you'd be paying a fortune. And so now the hassle comes from having to go on. There's there's websites out there now that'll tell you what streaming service the, the show that you want to watch is on. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. so now that's becoming complicated. So, so like TV piracy is back on the rise again. People are, are pirating more TV in, than they have in years because it's becoming more difficult now because the path of least resistance has gone back to being downloading stuff illegally. So the way that yeah. it, the way that this ties on the video games is a huge tangent, but the, the way that that for me ties on the video games is that buying video games, all right, don't care what anybody says, you don't have the same rights as a consumer when you buy a video game than when you buy any other product, all right? Now, I understand with like sales and stuff like that and blah, blah, but if I buy a product, all right, and that product is just not... I, and I understand that sometimes it's like, I don't like that. What well, does it matter? You don't like it. You bought it anyway. But like, look at Cyberpunk, for example. All right. Yeah. I watched gameplay footage of Cyberpunk, which we now know was essentially an on rails demo given by the developers because that was all that worked. And we watched it all. Everybody was drinking the Kool-Aid. Everybody thought it was class. I, I for one, thought it was going to be brilliant fun yada 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 um the the guy that i edit for spuff he was doing streams of it on the day and i was excited to be like making videos on it like straight away i was buzzed for it and the whole thing was a train wreck and we all know i was i mean i was at egx in 2019 and they had like a like a cyberpunk booth and it was like a cinema that they set up uh like inside this like massive hall that the, the expo was happening on and you had to get a ticket to go in and even then, you just sat in the cinema and watched the developer play it for 40 minutes. And, like, it wasn't actually hands-on. And whenever the game came out, the game... People were people were paying fucking hundreds of pounds for collector's editions, hype editions. For a while, there was more... There were more... There, sorry, there were only uh, cyberpunk merchandise items available on the market the game wasn't even fucking out yet you could buy a console you could buy clothes you could buy hats you could buy statues you could buy everything the game wasn't even fucking out yet and people were so hyped and then they bought the game and it was fucking terrible and it, it fell apart it was a shambles it ruined any credibility that cd project red had or sorry well maybe not credible but like goodwill that they had yeah completely yeah. tanked the whole thing and for me, that is the poster child for piracy because I can't, even though that game was by all stretches, by all definition, that that game was not a functional video game. It was not something that I could sit down and play as a complete and finished product. Like if I turned on my dishwasher and, you know, one time out of five, it would squirt water all over my floor, I would take that back to, I don't know, fucking curries or something and I would go, hey, this is squirting water all over my floor, what the hell? And then they would swap it for one that would work because I have consumer rights, do you know what I mean? For this broken yeah. thing that they sold me. But I can't go back to a game or wherever, Tesco or something, and go, hey, I bought Cyberpunk, and every fucking third time I create a character, the thing crashes, it's fucking terrible. They would tell me to just go home. Do you know what I mean? So because I'm giving up, and, and, and the thing is, though, is that there, there's the way things are and there's the way things should be. It should be a case that if it's an incomplete product, it doesn't get sold. But that's not the way it is. The way it is is that these things make their way to market and we just have to deal with it. However, that then means that the most, the, that the path of least resistance, they figuring out whether or not your game is worth it, is they invent your own try before you buy system, if that makes sense. Yeah. So people were, would like pirate uh, Cyberpunk 
and the whole thing would crash and fall over itself and just be a complete buggy mess. And then they would be like, oh, well, I'm not fucking buying that. And so now all of a sudden you've used it as a way of trying the game before you buy because you you don't have the option to return the game if it's yeah. not a functional game. You can try it by just... And again, no advocacy here. We're not telling people to go out and do this because fuck, I don't want to get us in trouble. But that is the opinion of a lot of people where they're like, yeah, I, you know, they use it as a try before you buy system, which I can understand because if you can't return it, if it's broke... You have to understand that you want it before you buy it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's one for me. The other one, the other reason why that I think it's, you know, why the the positives that I that I see about piracy, that sounds like a weird thing to be defending, but the one of the things as well, just to acknowledge the elephant in the room, some people just don't have a wide lot of money and some people are interested in playing games and I understand some people are like well if you don't have the money to play games you shouldn't be doing it but I love games and I want loads of people to experience video games so if you don't have a wide lot of money and you decide that you're going to pirate some games so that you can enjoy the things that everybody else enjoys more party just you know you you enjoy yourself whatever way you see fit um, but also the to, the to the point that you mentioned before as well about indie games there is a certain there, there is a certain dirtiness they pirate in the game that's made by like fucking two people in their bedroom and yeah. whatever. Do you know what I mean? And so I don't, I don't like doing that. I don't do that at all. That doesn't feel right. Um, for me, it's a try before you buy thing. Um, I think like the majority of games that I would download, uh, through uh, nefarious, you know, means I would have mm. bought afterwards. Um, sometimes, and this was one. Uh, actually, my heyday of piracy. If we're going back to like talking about heydays of piracy, my heyday of piracy was the Xbox 360. And I don't think there was a game on the 360 that I pirated that I didn't buy. The reason being is because I pre-ordered so many games and it would leak online like a week before the game would come out. And I'd be like, man, I got to play it because I'm just hyped because I've bought it already. It's paid for. I'm going to go nuts. And so I would like go on and, uh, and like pull out my dodgy xbox and download a copy of the game like four days before the game was like due to launch and then you would like start playing it and be dead buzzed and all and it was class and then the game you, you would go in and collect it on launch day so like i bought every game i pirated it was just out of excitement so that was one reason uh that was another reason that i kind of did it and then as you say then some old games that you just can't get your hands on you're like well the path of least resistance is just a fucking download a rom and play it so I'm just gonna do that yeah. like but I Definitely. that's 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 kind of that's that's my thing really as far as like piracy goes like I I don't I'm not going to turn around and say that like yeah it's totally the right thing to do and everybody should do it but at the same time if you can think of a reason why that you want to do it and the means are there then you know I'm I can't tell people what to do so yeah no definitely you enjoy yourself anyways i i find thank you very much for submitting the question just before we we go to uh we we for you wrap up uh thank you very much for everybody that submitted questions if you want to submit a question and you want to uh, feature on our show you can do so by leaving us a question uh or a message on anchor you go to anchor.fm or uh slash one upcast and click on the little message button you can re- record a message for us or you can drop us a message on twitter you can reach me at harry atomic yt you can reach daniel at ferryman 5000 or you can uh, contact the show on twitter at one up underscore cast that's o-n-e-u-p underscore cast but i think that's our show fresh fresh fresh, fresh episode my that goodness there we go that was we had fresh microphones we had like I am, i'm sitting on a comfy setup it was nice i really enjoyed it that's 
Uh, I think we, I think we, we stretched it out to be one of our longer episodes. But my goodness, it was great. <laughs> it was good fun. I enjoyed that. Now, so uh, <laughs> what he caught were uh, I think uh, that from me, that's going to be thank you very much for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you next time. Night, night, folks. Ciao, there. Bye.